You've got to be living under a rock if you haven't heard about ChatGPT. And you might be thinking, yeah, I don't really know how to use AI or, oh, like we're a nonprofit and we really want a human feel to this. But let me tell you, like they say, it's not that you'll be replaced by AI, but you will be replaced by somebody that uses AI. And I know every nonprofit founder and executive director feels like they wear so many hats and they just need a lot of people to do a lot of things. So if you are not leveraging ChatGPT for all the things it can do for your nonprofit, then you're missing out. And I have created 10 ways that you can use it. And I even have something to give you which will allow you to copy and paste very specific prompts into ChatGPT to generate exactly what you need. So that is what we are talking about today. Welcome to episode 54 of Four Purpose Live, where I help you get clear, get focused, and be impactful by showing you how to step fully into that calling that you have been given without taking on that common narrative that nonprofits need to struggle. That's right. Together, we can get you in your sweet spot using your strengths and your talents to serve this world and build a movement for your mission simply by living for purpose on purpose. I am your host, Rebecca Britt, and today we are talking about ChatGPT because who isn't talking about ChatGPT? Now, if you don't know, ChatGPT is artificial intelligence and you literally chat with it like a human and it gives you answers. And we're going to talk about 10 ways that you can use it for your nonprofit. But you will not want to leave this episode without heading over to forpurposelive.com slash prompts forpurposelive.com slash prompts. And that is where I have not only the 10 ways that you can use ChatGPT, but I have the actual prompt that you would want to enter into it. And then I have an example of exactly how I have used it in the past so that you can know how to modify it for your nonprofit. All right, so let's dive right into the 10 ways that nonprofits can use it. Now, quick disclaimer, these are just suggestions, so make sure that you're reading and modifying all of the answers that ChatGPT gives you to fit your needs. Make sure that it actually is something you would say. Make sure it's done in your tone, okay? You're supposed to edit it a little bit here. And of course, consult an attorney for any legal advice or legally binding contracts that you might have it pull up for you, okay? The first thing that you can use ChatGPT for is mission content. Okay, so if you're like on your website and you just wanna talk about what you do and why, maybe you're developing your impact roadmap, your strategic planning, you need all that good like content for your mission, you can use it for that. So the prompt that I have here, you could use it for focus area statements. Uh, so you can literally say to it, you just type in, you tell it what to do. So you say, write a succinct paragraph on why your focus area pertaining to your issue is important. So for example, write a brief paragraph on why raising awareness for domestic violence is essential. Okay? And it's going to say, raising awareness on domestic violence is essential for, and it will give you the whole thing. You copy it, you paste it into a Google Doc, you edit it to make it really feel true to your mission, but that's how you can use it. You can also use it for mission content. We always know that if we're gonna be a leader in our space that we need to stay up on the current statistics, right? And the statistics are always changing. We need to know like how the statistics are changing in our area or how the facts are changing in our area of focus. So you can say, 
write 10 facts on the issue you're addressing. So write 10 statistics relating to foster care. Okay, and then you start using those um, in your website, use it in your strategic plan, use it in anything that you are trying to show people for mission content, okay? The next thing you can use it for, this is number two, board development. I know I work with so many nonprofits and they say their board is so, you know, tough or they're not engaged or whatever. And I often ask, do you have your bylaws? Usually they have bylaws, but do your bylaws actually speak to what you do and how you're supposed to hold each other accountable? Has anybody read them? Does anybody know them? A lot of times, no. I ask, do you have role descriptions for people? Do you have a very specific job description or role description for the chair and the vice chair and the secretary and the treasurer and everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing? Have they signed an agreement? And they go, no, we don't have those. Okay, well, ChatGPT can help you. So for bylaws, the prompt is write bylaws for a nonprofit organization named your name with the purpose of your mission that meets how often in-person remote has insert number of years, terms, and what you need to make a quorum. So anyway, my example is write bylaws for a nonprofit organization named Stable Moments with the purpose of developing life skills in foster youth for healthy transitions into adulthood that meets in person on the third Thursday of each month, has two year terms that are renewable for four years and needs 50% of members for a quorum. Now, you might be like, well, geez, Rebecca, you just wrote a whole lot up. What do you need G uh, ChatGPT for? Well, I don't know what else goes in bylaws. And it's a whole bunch of like articles and sections and whatever, right? So plug in the key things that you're going to need. What are the terms? What makes a forum? How often do you meet? And it will fill in the rest. And the things that it doesn't know and, and it won't fill in the rest, it will actually leave a blank for you to fill in. So that's cool. Um, but one of the keys to chat GPT that people don't get, and I feel like people go, yeah, it didn't really work for me is because they're like, tell me about foster care. Instead of saying, write me a brief sentence about why foster care is a problem and how we can fit you. Okay. So get super specific. All right. The more specific you can get, the more, the better it is for them. And yes, this makes you come up with some of the initial content. But for me, a lot of times I know that I have an event taking place at this place and that the event is to raise awareness for this, but I don't have all the flowery, like why should people care? And hey, welcome to all that flowery extra language. It's going to fill in for you. All right. So that's bylaws. You can ask it to do a conflict of interest statement. Just say, write a conflict of interest agreement for a nonprofit board of directors. This way that anything that they have um, a conflict of interest on, like let's say their employer is gonna be some big sponsor and get some certain things. That would be a conflict of interest. And it doesn't mean that they can't serve on your board. It means that they need to disclose that. Maybe they don't vote on those matters. That's what a con conflict of interest agreement is. So, you can have ChatGPT write that agreement up for you. Role descriptions, this is my favorite. Write a role description for a volunteer chair of the board of directors position for a nonprofit or whatever position it is. Write a role description for a volunteer secretary board of directors position for a nonprofit, okay? And if even better, if you know that you want that secretary to understand the bylaws, hold everybody accountable to the bylaws, run the meeting, write meeting minutes, then do little bullets. Write a role description for a volunteer secretary board of directors position for a nonprofit with key duties of, put the bullets, 
and then it will write it up for you. The next thing that you can use ChatGPT for, this is number three, is staffing. So again, with job descriptions. So the prompt here is write a job description for a type full-time, part-time contract, whatever the position title is, for a nonprofit organization with a mission of, say your mission, where the key duties are this and the pay is this. So the example I have for you in this uh, prompts document is write a job description for a part-time social media manager for a nonprofit organization with a mission to develop life skills and foster youth for healthy transitions into adulthood, where the key duties are to one, implement social media strategy, two, generate, edit, publish, and share engaging content, three, communicate with followers, responding to queries in a timely manner, four, oversee social media accounts design, like cover images, profile pictures, and layout, and, and five, suggest and implement new features to develop brand awareness. And the position pays $20 an hour. Now, wow, Rebecca, that's a lot. If you can write, again, it's still going to write a nice job description description for you and it will structure it in a way that a job description is supposed to be structured that you can post forever. But of course, yes, you're going to wanna figure out what are your key activities that you want the person to do. Another thing you can do is contracts. So you might need it to write an independent contractor agreement. So the prompt I have for this one is write an independent contractor agreement. Now this is an actual agreement that they sign for a position title for a nonprofit organization with a mission of, and here's the key duties, the term of the agreement is whatever the time frame is, and the pay is this. The invoice will be paid within 30 days of the receipt, and the contractor will offer the invoice um, within 10 days of the end of the month. So write all that, whatever you think uh, you want to have in your agreement, write it out, give it as much as you can, okay? And I give you an example for that in this. You can ask it to write your employee handbook. Write an employee handbook for a nonprofit organization named this with an address of this. Now, will, will there be a million things that you need to change in it? Yeah, but don't we like editing a lot more than creating? So it will list out the different sections you should think about. How do you handle time off? How do you handle code of conduct? How do you handle dress code? Did it? And then you get to decide if you want that policy and you get to edit it, but way easier to make sure you're not missing something by starting with what ChatGPT has. The fourth um, way that nonprofits can use ChatGPT is to write your policies. Privacy policies, a data usage agreement, those are things that you're supposed to have on your website anyway, and if you don't have them, then might as well have ChatGPT write them. Um, again, policies, anything legal. You know, I just know that a lot of people bootstrap, so I'm not saying it's a good idea to just use ChatGPT, but it's better than nothing. So if you're sitting out there and you have no privacy policy and you have no data usage agreement, it's better to use ChatGPT than to use nothing. and the best thing would be to actually use a professional. So I'm not telling you to not use a professional. I'm just saying cover your butt more than doing nothing. A logo usage policy, okay? You could tell it, write a logo logo usage policy for a nonprofit organization because maybe people do use your logo because they wanna say this was um, information given out by the foundation for this specific disease. Okay, and so they want to cite you, right? But maybe you don't want your logo all over everything. Maybe you need to make sure that people ask you for you. So sometimes you wanna have a logo use agreement or 
just some on the website like, hey, this is our terms and conditions for using our logo. A code of conduct, okay? So you could say, write a code of conduct agreement for employees or volunteers who work with whatever population at a nonprofit organization named this with an address of this. So this basically, you know, say you have volunteers that work with elderly patients or like uh, the example I put here is write a code of conduct agreement for mentors who are working with children in a one-on-one -on -one setting, okay? So it's going to say how you should work with children. Maybe that you should never be alone and people should be able to see you at all times. Like it's helpful to have somewhere to start and this can write your code of conduct for you. The fifth way that nonprofits can use ChatGPT is for PR. So let's think of public relations. First thing, press releases. You should be sending press releases out anytime you have a new partnership or you launch a new program. This allows media, local media, local papers. You can send these out to local papers and then they may run stories on you. You can send them out to news, okay? People don't know that you exist or that you're not, like that you're doing cool things if you don't show it, okay? So the prompt can be write a press release to be published on this specific date for your organization's name based in your city and state because all press releases have a city and state announcing the launch of a program, an initiative, a partnership, a project that aims to, then you want to put in the program purpose with a quote from the executive director's name stating, and then you put the quote. So the example I have for you guys in this is write a press release to be published on May 1st, 2024 for stable moments based in Jacksonville, Florida, announcing the partnership between them and global curriculum. The partnership aims to bring stable moments, one-on-one -on -one mentorship program for foster children to a global scale. Include a quote from Rebecca Britt, CEO of Stable Moments, stating, this partnership will allow Stable Moments the platform to reach thousands of children, offering the essential mentorship needed to build life skills for healthy transitions into adulthood. And then it's going to write a whole press release, okay? Another way that you can leverage ChatGPT for PR is for emails to reporters. So um, let's say that you want to have a reporter write about your solution or your cause and it's a cool news story. Then you can ask ChatGPT, write an email to a mental health reporter, to a foster care reporter, to a human sciences reporter, to a philanthropy reporter about a recent project highlighting whatever your project description is. The project aims to say your focus areas of your project. We also offer additional resources if you want to add those. The contact information for uh, the reporter is this. So like the contact information for the organization is Okay, and you give your email. All right, so that's just copy and paste in there for you. The sixth way you can use ChatGPT for nonprofits is social media. So social media posts, you can literally say, write a certain number of social media posts about whatever the focus area is. So maybe write 10 Twitter posts that raise awareness for mental health. Maybe you wanna say, write 10 Twitter posts that raise awareness for mental health month. Write 10 Instagram social media posts discussing facts about childhood trauma, okay? So if you give it the actual platform, then it will use hashtags, it will bring in full, you know, exactly what that platform should need. So don't just write social media posts, get specific. Is it Instagram, is it Twitter, is it Facebook? Okay, love this one. Okay, video scripts. We all know that we're headed more towards like a video world, 
but a lot of times it's like, what am I going to say in the video? What video should we put out? Um, and if you're a nonprofit that's like raising awareness about something or you're educating people on something, then you should have videos, like very basic videos about how to or about awareness. Okay. So you can actually ask ChatGPT, write a three minute video script, raising awareness about domestic violence and how the community can support the issue. And then of course you might want to edit that for your own, uh, like calls to action that they can support by coming to volunteer or whatever. Or you could do a how to video, like write a three minute video script, teaching people how to take their blood pressure properly. Then you can just send that script. Either you can say the script or you can send that script off to one of those like little cartoon video companies and they will make a cartoon to fit it. And now you've got a library of how to and awareness videos that you can share that are really, really helpful for your community. The eighth way that we can use ChatGPT to leverage our nonprofits, events. So you can do an event email, like write an email announcing a free event that our organization is putting on and it's called this, it's happening on this date. It is fun for all ages. The purpose of the event is for the community to be aware of our mission and you say your mission. The call to action is for them to share the event far and wide with everybody they know. So that would be like write an email announcing the event titled this, this is the cost, this is the purpose, the call to action is this. You can also do invitations to those events. So write an invitation to an event titled this, happening this time and date at this place. The cost is this. Benefits to coming are, list those. The register link is this. And it will write this beautiful invitation for you that you can use on your website or as an email or a formal invitation. Number nine and the one everybody's going to care about is fundraising. You can literally put in, write a fundraising campaign strategy to raise money for a nonprofit organization with a mission of blank. I put this into ChatGPT. I wrote, write a fundraising campaign strategy to raise money for a nonprofit organization with a mi mission of protecting lives of domestic violence victims, okay? And what I got when I plugged that is, is an introduction. Our nonprofit organization is dedicated to protecting the lives of domestic violence victims. With your help, we can raise funds to provide these victims with the support they need to escape abusive situations and rebuild their lives. Our goal for this fundraising campaign is to raise $50,000 in the next 60 days. These funds will be used to provide shelter, counseling, legal aid, and other necessary services to domestic violence victims. Our target audience for this campaign is people who are passionate about social justice. Okay, and then there's and a lot more. And then there's strategy. Create a, um, a compelling message, leverage social media, host fundraising events, partner with local businesses, all of that. Okay, what's so cool about that is the first one is create a compelling message. We will create a compelling message that highlights the importance of protecting the lives of domestic violence victims. Okay, so then guess what I did for my next one. My next uh, thing that I need to do for my campaign is actually write those emails to send people. So then I just take from the strategy ChatGPT gave me and I say, okay, write five emails with compelling messages that highlight the importance of protecting lives of domestic violence victims. Emphasize the urgent need for support and the impact that donations can have. And now it's going to write five different emails for my fundraising campaign. Okay. And number 10, number 10 is grant writing. 
you don't need a grant writer anymore. And by the way, I never thought you should hire a grant writer because as much as grant writers are awesome and I write them myself, they need to just understand your mission and what you do and why you do it and why it's impactful and all of that. And so by the end of the day, like by the end of the time that they're able to get all of that stuff out of you because only you know the amazing things you do, you could have just written it yourself. Grant writers, if they're good, are usually just good at getting all the information together, but the information already lives in you. But one piece of a grant, uh, a grant often is a literature review because you need to prove that there is literature to suggest that the solution that you're proposing would actually work. Okay, and you need to sh uh, show that the problem exists. So for a literature review, the prompt is write a literature review to support the claim that whatever you need support for, and then you say with citations. Okay, so my example here is write a literature review to support the claim that mentorship is effective in building life skills in children with complex trauma with citations. And I'm telling you, I wrote this all here in ChatGPT and it came up with introduction. Children who have experienced complex trauma often face significant challenges in their development, including difficulties in building life skills. Mentorship has been identified as an effective intervention for supporting blah, 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 blah. It goes through the method of the literature review. A systematic review of relevant research was conducted. It goes through the results. Several studies support the effectiveness of mentorship in building life skills. For example, a study by Rhodes and colleagues 2014 found that children who have experienced complex trauma were matched with them. Blah, 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 blah. So much, right? So much. A whole literature review. There's a full body. There's a discussion area. There's a conclusion. And there's all the references it referenced. Okay, so yeah, lit review, Psh, done. And the thing is, this is why it's so nice, is you and I know why our interventions work. I know, I have seen the power of equine assisted learning. I have seen the power of mentorship with foster youth. So I know, but that's not good enough. We know that there must be literature out there that supports it. So go see. It's hard for us to articulate that amazing thing that happens that makes our heart on fire when we're watching it. So to ask for a literature review that just validates your point and bolsters your cause, so amazing. And it you get to just keep doing the work you love doing while it pulls in the evidence to support that work. Okay, huge. If you ever need a literature review or you need a lit review for your um, grants, and then problem statements. Grants need to know what's the problem, what's the solution. So you can say, write a statement for a grant application. Tell it, I'm, I'm writing a grant here. That's what I need you to write this for. Write a statement for a grant application stating why the foster care crisis is a problem in our society, the negative impacts it has, and why the problem exists. Okay, most people would go in and say, write something about the foster care crisis. Okay, a grant wants to know why is there an issue? What is the issue? Why is there the issue? What are the negative impacts? Basically, why does this problem exist? And why do I need to feel an urgency to solve this problem? Okay, so you can ask ChatGPT, write a statement for a grant application stating why this crisis exists, why it's a problem for our society, what the negative impacts are if we don't fix it, and why, what are the root causes? That's all grants wanna know and they want it in a succinct, you can say, write this in a succinct paragraph. You can say, 
write this in 250 words because grants will do that to you. And maybe you already have something written and it's beautiful, but it's 650 words and you need it to be 250. Put that whole beautiful 500 words and say, hey, make this 250 words. All right, I feel like I should be charging for this because I'm just like, it is the specificities of the prompts. And I, it's just, it's gold. This is my task for you. Over the next week, over the next two weeks, every single time you go to write anything, try doing it with ChatGPT. Start strengthening your AI muscle. This is going to help you realize how little you need to do, how much you need to do, how little you need to do, and this will help a lot of your capacity issues, okay? Don't rely on it solely, but rely on it every time. If you're like, oh, I needed to build this flyer. I need to build this social media post. I need to write this letter. I need to do this grant. Whatever you're doing, I need to write these things for my board. Open up ChatGPT and see if it will work for you, okay? I will link the link to get a ChatGPT account. It's free for now, so get one. Start playing with it. You've got to sign up, but start playing with it. And then download uh, my prompts that you can use for the 10 ways that nonprofits can use it with the prompts. That's at fourpurposelive.com slash prompts and start playing with it. I want you to drop your best prompt that I didn't mention and I didn't give you. Like if you use one, this is me giving you this all for free. So I want you to give back to the community too. And if you find a prompt that's like darn good for your nonprofit, I want you to drop it in the comments and help pay it forward, okay? All right, thank you guys so much for your service to this world. Until next time.